Good Wednesday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. A show presented by Ross Mortgage and Scott Morris, guys. Ross Mortgage is really helping quite a few friends, family, quite a few people, couples, you name it, get to the closing table by financing homes, investment properties, construction loans of their dreams. Scott Morris and Ross Mortgage. Judah Wickhauer, our director, and if you had a microphone live, um, and I guess we do before the show starts, you'd hear a lot of um, backroom chatter before the program begins here on the set of the I Love Seville Network. Keith Smith is a good guy to chatter with. He's got a bet going on that I, you're in the 90-day window. Was it the 17th of June? I think it was the 17th of June for the mustache bet. So, Scott, how's life going? Um, I am just happened to be reading this uh, article that the Daily Progress put out about uh, the dude from the Planning Commission and the the quality pie people. Does it talk about a mustache? In it, does not, it does not. It does not. not but it's there's some there's some hot fire stuff in here. Rory Solzenberg's come on the I Love Seville Network before yeah. the Planning Commissioner and a little bit of cross crossfire in the local newspaper with some comments he made on Twitter. Um, about Quality Pie and its owner. Um, anyone want to touch that story? Quality Pie? Sure. Or, uh, Quality yeah, pie. yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, old Spot Nuts location. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically coming on and saying that, you know, they, they objected to the, uh, the affordable housing project that was going in at the time, and then he, was, he put out a tweet saying that anybody who objects a, who objects to affordable housing shouldn't be able to uh, apply for subsidies and uh, and now the dude from Quality Pie was saying that the planning commission is running him out of business Um, I think the takeaway kind of is they didn't want something happening close to their business and uh, that they got into a you know, well, personality. I think there's more personality than actual. Well, usually that's what one. that stuff is, isn't it? Right. At the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, interpretation of uh, of a situation. Uh, Seventy-two homes came on the house on the market. The last <laughs> 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 ninety-six. No, this is it. This is this is important. Seventy-two came on I in the last. You would not touch this. I figured you would not touch seventy-six. This. We I, could I save know. it for the I love Seville. You know, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I, you know what? I, I'm boxing a corner. Mustache. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. What's the mustache thing? You don't know the mustache thing? Uh, I know there's a bet. I know it has something to do with zoning, and I know okay. that... Well, it's kind of know. about what you just read, right? So mm-hmm. what it's about is um, the city is in the, in the middle of doing a, a, a zoning rewrite, a.k.a. upzoning. Certain Thank folks you. like to use Thank that you. terminology on that end of it. But it's a... Uh, they're doing a zoning rewrite. They're, they're, this has been a long, drawn-out oh. process. Slog. Slog. It'll continue yeah. to be a bit of a slog. Um, but what they're doing in, in nutshell is they're looking at all the zoning ordinances and seeing uh, where certain areas can be in density increased, so forth and so on. Different product types. I use the term missing middle, so I'm going to be looking at that. I don't have the exact, and you might want to tag Neil because he'll quote all this stuff. Can okay, uh, put Neil in the mix? Um, uh, majority of it is in the yellow area of the flum of the of the of the map, which is single family detached, which they can potentially do duplexes or quads. I think some of the concern is they think that the whole city can go multi-story, 
uh, mixed use, you know, four or five stories, hundreds and hundreds of units per, you know, street or block. And, and there's only a certain amount of areas that actually can do that within, within the map anyway. But the bet is, um, I bet Neil Williamson that on June 19th would be the, the, the um, what is it, the, Come on, the, not the high low. What, what is it called? The drop. The, the over under. The over under. Thank over, you. Under. The over, over under. The over under. If it gets approved before June nineteenth, I'm shaving my mustache off live in front of whoever should be watching that. I've had this on since nineteen eighty five. Neil was shaving it. No, I've never. <laughs> dude, stop spreading that rumor. I've never. It's got. Out, it's got out there. I know it has. It's got out there. So stop it. You know, um, you know all this influence that we all have yes, here? Stop yes, it. Yes, Bill McChesney, <laughs> not a fan of future land use map and yeah. upzoning. Um, we've covered this quite well. I think I've made a very convincing argument that upzoning is not going to breed affordability. I've made a convincing argument that that affordability certainly not will be birthed in the near future. Oh, um, sure. We have serious headwinds that are going to impact affordability, like 5% of Albemarle County being allocated to development, um, commercial and residential. Uh, we've talked about this um, at nauseum on the program. I just don't see any positive impact from this um, from an affordability standpoint. Will it create more people living here? Yes. Will it get more beds? Yes. Will it get more rooftops? Yes. Will they be affordable? No. Will they lead to wealthy investor speculation on said land? Yes. yes. So it, yes. it all depends on how they structure these ordinances, right? And, and if you, in certain areas, if you're going to, to use this type of product or home or multifamily or, or, or if you want this density, you're going to have to produce a certain percentage of affordability. They're going to, rec they're going to, I I'm confident that's going to get written into the ordinances, but we're a long way from that. I mean, there's some, they're, they're on the first module of, of three that has to get put together prior to the infamous mustache bet on the 19th. I think it's going to be close. I think the political wins there at the dais is that this is going to happen. When is the question? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have no doubt this is going to happen. Yeah, Bill McChesney, the speculation has already begun. You're absolutely right. Yeah. We talked about that with Grossman's properties. Yeah. Tim Carson's got a couple of listings off. Oh, speculation of people buying. Oh, without doubt. Off JPA. Yeah, yeah it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's outside yeah. folks of the community buying this land. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to get Scott Morris in the mix for the first um, highlight clip, Judah Wickhauer. We had some interesting macro data this morning. Um, ADP private payroll up higher than expected. Um, another sign that Powell's going to have to potentially get more aggressive and hawkish when, when private payroll reports are going higher than people thought. Um, we've cracked a number of thresholds as we talked before the show. I'll let you relay that to the viewers and listeners. Chair Powell is speaking on, on Capitol Hill now. Like literally now here. I, yeah, and uh, and you spoke yesterday. I yeah. think the big the, the takeaway for the last 20, 24 hours uh, really has been uh, they have not been as hawkish as expected. This jobs report, um, although uh, not the job loss that the markets wanted, still isn't as bad as I think what uh, was expected. 
Um, so we're seeing a little, you know, a little reprieve or at least uh, some unch, some unchanged in the bond market. And uh, and mortgage-backed securities are, are kind of a flat level as well. I think a lot of this is, is going to be more reliant on the, the jobs data that we get this Friday. Much like I said a month ago when there was a really positive uh, or uh, uh, an ADP report that showed some job losses, everything responded really well, then that report just got uh, laid on its on its back uh, three days later. Uh, so I, I really think the end of the week is going to be telling to what we see happen in the bond market and mortgage rates. Um, but right now, um, we're, we're at least even keel. And that's what we want. We need some more regularity. We need less volatility. And that's what's going to drive more activity in the market. I got to follow up to this and then jump. Keith, jump, jump in here. How does that how are rates responding? How are we seeing um, clients with what they're locking in here? We're over seven in a lot of circumstances, um, are we? A, no, well, no, we're not over seven in a lot of circumstances. We're in the sixes for a lot of circumstances. And for some, depending on, um, you know, what your scenario is for, for personal credit or the uh, complications of the property, meaning uh, a double wide cash out refinance, probably you're going to, you're going to be, you know, paying upwards of sevens there. Um, or, you know, an investment with a DSCR loan where, you know, d- depending on, on the, the risk and complications, you'll be in the sevens, but we're still pricing a lot of, you know, the majority of things in the sixes at this point. So mark that there, Judah. Go ahead. So I was um, asked this question. I think we did it on Monday. <clears throat> Somebody asked on the feed. Yeah. We can clearly say, I, I can say from our side of the table, we have multiple buyers. We've lost one that had 30, you helped us with, that had 30 transactions, 30 offers on the table. We've lost cash deals to finance deals. And yeah, this guy's losing deals here. This guy lo- has buyers. Keith well, has buyers and nothing to buy. So I'll say that not just from you and not just here, um, but it's in, all over. In, in all over, I'm starting to hear, see, and uh, the words appraisal waiver are filtering back into the conversation. Dude, he was saying that Monday. That's terrifying. And, and that is that it's, that's Northern Virginia. I actually think Richmond. we're in a, from a buyer's perspective, it's interesting. The psychology of the buyer, and this is where I would love feedback from you, Scott. The psychology of the buyer Interest rates are not impacting their decisions. Keith Smith made the statement, backed it up with a legitimate argument, and I compellingly, I think he's very right, and I agree with him to the point where we're having a conversation (laughs) after the show about this that this might be the best time to sell a piece of property in the last 20 years of Central Virginia real estate. He's been in the game since 87. Let's quantify it. Okay. Right? It's got to be in the right location. Yeah. We've got to price it right. Right. Though that's a difficult thing to do. Right. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, I'm having appraisers from outside the area calling me going, hey, help me justify this sale. Right. Apparently they watch the show. Help me quantify this sale. But it's got to be the right price. Help me quantify this contract price. Because two months ago it was a different number. Got to be the right features, right conditions. Timing is what we're talking about, and who's on the other side matters. And I will continue to say that until you put me in my grave. Yeah. But that's that's the stop smiling. (laughs) That's the real estate. But but is your is your tempo decreasing or increasing? Are people coming to you saying, "Hey, give me a pre-qual letter. I'm trying to make a play for for a home." 
So it's a smaller pool, but it's more competitive inside yeah. of that pool. Yeah. Um, so and 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 that's what we're you know what's causing the the issues that we're seeing is uh, you know the people who are out here who are, who are having to act are needing to. It's not a. It's this isn't there. It's not a, a whim. Uh, they're making a decision based upon uh, you know uh, some 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 life uh event that's occurring and they have to be somewhere else um whether and if if they're selling their house that's fantastic um but if they're buying uh it's making for a challenging situation so what's happening here in the last few days we're getting more phone calls about list our house which is great news right if the numbers are not telling us that there's 72 that came on the last seven days 96 went pending the same monday a week ago 68 came on 73 went pending so our pendings are jumping we this is what's happening the inventory is starting to turn at a pretty quick quick pace on it and if i take a look at what pending in the last seven days when you start looking at triple digit homes going triple digit days on market going pending and there's a lot of them there's 15 of the hold on a second yeah, there's 17 of the 96 were over three digits. A lot of 90s and 60s on that event. That's just telling me that they're they're just ready. People are just coming in and buying and putting putting contracts in it. The question on Monday that I wanted to get to was: Let's assume you're not right. Let's just assume we're not going to get sub five or somewhere around five by the end of this year let's say it goes up to some number what is too much to stop this when it, when does that impact what is too much to stop this and by too much he's talking interest rate uh, thank I'm, you I'm, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i know you know that for those listening what he's saying is how high would interest rates have to go to really put things diminish in, demand in, in park diminish um, demand i would say uh I'm not even sure we can answer that. I bet you that just, if we got drops, to ten percent, that that if the, the 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 mental barrier of the double digit freak out. Yeah, you put a a one and a zero together out there. I, I bet. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, people, I think that becomes would, a psychological would, thing. Would have some feelings. So what people happen- already have some feelings. So what, uh, but it's not. It's so not what impact in the buyers. So what happens? This thirty. By the way, it was a total of 50 offers on this house. By the way, I hate this conversation. Uh, okay. <laughs> so how's the how, chick? How, what, how high do you think? Yeah, no. I'm so okay, how, about, how about this question? No, no, no. no we got some, mortgage, talk we got about some loan officers watching. I want to get his take chicken. for the loan officers watching the show here. Are you ready for this one? Keith said, and this is sizzle reel, waiting to happen, Judah. Keith made a very convincing argument that this is the best time to sell a piece of property in the last 20 years. It's been a while. In Central Virginia. Yeah. He's been in the game since 1987. So he's been in the game. Again, you got to quantify 36 it, Mr. years. I in will. In the right location. If it's priced well, the right location. Right features. Right features, condition, yeah. and, and you're represented by someone who's savvy and experienced. He said this is the best time to sell a piece of property in the last two decades. Your take on that. Okay, I, I agree with that. I'll also, but I'll go a step further and I'll say that if you are someone who wants or is in the position to buy, this is also at the moment uh, the best time for you to try to do so if you can do so. Um, because we aren't solving this inventory problem anytime soon. And if we have rates come down, while we will get more 
that that should allow for more properties back on the market as people make that mental break to come back in. Um, it's also go- not going to affect uh, valuation in a negative way. We're going to continue to see property values increase. And where 24 months from now, you may be able to refinance to a lower rate, be paying more for the same house, and you have zero equity because you would have dumped another 20 grand into some landlord's pocket. So I had a question yesterday from... Mark that. That was good, Scott. I had a question yesterday from a buyer. Why should I buy in Charlottesville now? Why is now the time to buy in Charlottesville? It was wrapped around some of the conversation we had on Monday, uh, but mostly around... You know what that wasn't alluded to? Hmm? The conversation that yeah, so of the sh- uh, recent shootings and so forth and so on. Oh, but it was it was doesn't oh, want to oh, talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, I, 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 we we knew that. We I'll, I'll talk about that. <laughs> this, res- this pie chest uh, <laughs> all, all day long before I d- even dip a toe into that. <laughs> we haven't gotten to chickens yet. We got to get into chickens. I'm trying to buy him a stuffed chicken on Amazon. I can't find one. So anybody who's watching and listening, I want to bring a stuffed chicken and put it in. That's Amazon, a great idea because we always That's go to idea. chicken. But it was it was very quickly dismissed that the the safety issue it was all about well am i buying at the top of the market i said look time out you want to buy a single family detached home here's the math it's really simple last two months if you would have bought the first two months of of 2022 versus now you made eight percent 12 months you made eight percent well he sent me some information just for consideration from January until March, Charlottesville appreciation in those two months, was it 5 to 8%? 8% is the math I got. Yeah. January to March. Yeah. First two months. The first month, and that's a single family detail, is exactly 8% year over year. Um, attached products and condos a little bit differently, but I just, I just yeah. a snapshot of that. We're up 8%. So if you buy now, you know, you will. I, I am so comfortable. You're going to be somewhere between minimum three to six percent year over year. That it's the inventory simply isn't going to come online, even with this flum stuff, right? That's years down the line. Oh, years, if not decades, decade. right? If not over right. a decade. Because yeah. all right, let's say that you get the zo- the zoning stuff happens. Then by the time someone, somebody's going to sue, without a doubt, and by the time you actually get a project approved because that's the other piece that you can go buy up all this land and property that you want by the time you get the project approved and then get the infrastructure in place and break financing yeah yeah your engineering the the results of this june forecast bet are is still 10 years away yeah Uh, uh, super super optimistic it's five but it's somewhere between five and ten it's just it's just going to take that long they don't once you get the zoning done, you get then a couple little pro- projects done. But yeah, you, anything, you, you, by the time, but what people are really concerned about, as far as like the change project. of the cityscape and vision and everything yeah. else, you're yeah. a decade away. Yeah, we can go buy a house. We yeah. all can get together, buy a house in Tenth and Page area or or Fifeful or whatever it is. Sit on it for a little bit of while. When it comes back in, we can. Because some of those people buying that land want to sit on it, turn around, and sell it to somebody who's going to be a bigger who actually has the capital to to, to make the project, the project a reality. Bingo. Uh, Jamie Turner watching the program. Jamie Turner's referred some business to Scott and Ross Mortgage. Um, he speaks highly of you often on social media, Thank Jamie you. Turner. Thank you, sir. Appreciate um, you. He said, um, to Scott's point, I've heard from an inspector 
that inspection waivers are back in some places locally as well. So, so explain in, inspection waiver. Explain that for the folks watching. Yeah. So I, I kind of, this is a great segue into what we're going to do on the twenty second. This is crazy. This is happening again. Yeah, but but if people have been watching us talk, I, I think we all kind of predicted that we were going to get here, and I, interest rates are not going to impact it, right? I think a double digit interest rate will take that 20 foot depth of buyers and of a pool and maybe cut it down to 10, but there's going to be buyers there. The likelihood of a double digit rate is not great. We got to, we, we should quantify that. Well, we're not going to hit. I mean, I don't want to speak for the professional again, here. I believe that pro. we are trending, trending down, down yeah, yeah. at this point, yeah. but time will tell. Time Every will tell. one of, of the half a dozen or more, 40 and under buyers that I'm talking to, interest rates not even on the radar of the conversation. It's about where am I going to buy and can I, you know, can I get it at the right price? That's it. And they're even getting to the point now, as to Jerry's point, um, of waiving home inspections. There's one that we lost. People like, are buying homes now again without having inspections or getting inspections done just for the sake of their peace of mind but not utilizing the inspection report in any negotiation capacity. So That's happening again. And so, waiving appraisals. Yeah, and waiving appraisals. Well, they, let's talk about that because I can't walk in there with a 5% down and waive an appraisal. You've got to, you've, you've got to so, talk about how one does that. Tech, I mean, in theory, you could, um, oh. assuming that uh, there's money available that uh, – all right. So the buyer's sitting on stacks of paper. Yeah, you, yeah they, okay. they wanted to put the minimum amount of money yeah. into the loan Finance but enough. still held yeah. the, enough money to pay the overage should right. that come up. Okay. So in theory, yes, it exists. Typically, does it happen? No. Yeah. Normally, somebody's going to – you're 100% right. But we're, we're getting into something that we're going to do on the 22nd, and this is a good segue into it. So we're actually, we're actually I'm working on a show. Scott's working on a show, Jerry and Judah, and we're working on doing a show on, look at that, how huh? you like I'm that? Huh? On the show. Okay, I like it. <laughs> well, what, what I mean by that is Smith comes up with the idea. And we, <laughs> and you guys and we, we figure out how to make it work. Yeah, so that's yeah. working, isn't yeah, it? It's working totally. Uh, I'm the idea man, baby. Um, yeah. That's right. So uh, you know, this is the idea man. We're going to have a Christmas party in your studio. It's going to be six to eight people. We're not going to use food or any booze. We're not going to need the hallway, and we'll only rotate one guest in the mix. But hey, we had thirty we, people. We had a lot of fun. Food, a lot of booze. <laughs> we had a lot well, of that's fun. what's going to happen. So. So we're going to call it How to Win. We haven't figured it. I'm, I'm brainstorming the title of the show, but basically how to win in this market, right? From a buyer and a seller's perspective, and Scott's going to be sitting here. We're going to rotate, not 30 people, but we're going to rotate certain folks through a home inspector. We're going to have Woody Finch, Fincham that's going to come on. Big shout out to Woody. I He's watching him, right now. Talking to him last night. Woody Fincham says um, waiving uh, appraisals and home inspections is bad Juju. So the reality of it is uh, totally 100% bad juju, but how can we set up our buyers to be successful and A, win, and B, protect them? So one of the, one of the things is um, you, we're going back to the point, and I saw this when we were looking at this home with multiple 30 offers had, had on the table. We were, it was a rotating agents in and out. Agents were bringing their home inspectors with them. So they were doing 
you know, agents I, were bringing their home well, we, inspectors we, we to did, the Richmond open houses. No, no, no. This was a we had a scheduled showing. This okay. was a different, okay. different, different home. But still, yeah. Well, that's a great hack, and that's what we're going to talk about. Because in order to win, you're going to, and, and if it's in the right location, right price, right features, right condition, it all comes down to how much and the minimal minimizing your contingencies, right? So if we're going to waive home inspection, the best way I know how to protect it, because we were doing this the last time, we, you know, six months ago, we would just bring Alex Rayfield in. We would coordinate the, the showing. While the showing was going for an hour, myself and Alex, I'd bring another agent with me so the agent would walk the client through the house and Alex and I would walk around. Are and the do buyers it. paying additional money for this? Uh, the way we've been doing it, we're footing the bill. Okay, okay. But yeah, and there's a possibility, and we'll get Woody to chime in on it, because now what's happening is because the prices are accelerating so much, they're going over asking price, am I paying too much? So Woody can potentially get involved and help pre-contract and do a desktop for a fee, I'm sure, for a desktop analysis, say, yeah, you're about right. But I have appraisers calling me every day now going, Tell me how to justify this price. Johnny Ornalis, thank you for sharing the show. Jamie Turner says, Alex is my inspector. Yeah, Alex, good people. Um, good people, Alex. Um, He's also the, a structural engineer, which is why I love him. Yeah, one of the trusted advisors Keith speaks highly of. Scott, your thoughts on this topic? So I said that we, you know, when everybody's wishing for lower rates, that this would be the first thing to show up, and we didn't even have to get there for it to, yeah. due to the fact that we just don't have enough inventory turnover, um, and we got a lot of humans, man. Um, that's you know that's the, the the problem, and we're in a growing area. You know, if, if this is that's part of the the concern. So when you look at uh, nationally, I think we don't see the uh, appreciation and value that we're seeing here in this area, but that goes to speak to what we talked about at the beginning of the year when we were kind of really going through it last year. Um, wh what, do you, what do you foresee for the future? It's like even, even if you know, we're not recession-proof, but we are certainly in an, a growing area that's uh, – Recession resistance supported insulated. by both the university and the alphabets, the injects, the DIAs, and these and, and government money that uh, that that keeps us insulated from those things. But along with that insulation, uh, there's there's an affordability concern um, throughout the area as well. Well said. Nice. Yeah, and, and and there is no magic wand or magic bullet there's a there's a uh, magic uh, buckshot or a silver buckshot uh, to go ahead and do this speaking of which i spoke to robert liberty over the weekend and he told me to stop doing this but i love robert yeah, liberty let's yeah, get yeah. him back on the show uh yeah he's retired now and he's uh him and his partner are wandering around the country trying to figure out where he is is difficult but i'm very happy for him he's he's in his retirement stages and enjoying enjoying life at this point so what I'm trying to do real quick as we're talking is I just want to take a look what's going on in Augusta County on the other side of the hill the first two months of this year versus the first two months of, of last year. So I'm going to let somebody chat a little bit while I um, look at these numbers. How, what do you make of this topic? Um, Kevin, I always try to get one of, your, one of your comments in the mix. We appreciate you, Kevin Yancey. Um, he says, talk about how we have the lowest unemployment in 50 years. Yeah. Consumer spending is humming along regardless of where it's coming from, credit cards or cash, 
yet everything is going up. Explain how this is working. Uh, well, I think that we don't really have the lowest unemployment in 50 years. I think we've got a miscalculated number from a large portion of a gig economy and people who have stepped outside of the, the employment cycle um, itself that are no longer scored in the process. I think, I think you've got a fraudulent number um, that the government likes to... Prop put a, up, put a skirt and some pom poms on and cheer for, um, and it, it it's just not reality. Um, and as we move further down this road, um, you know your your uh, DoorDash and your Uber and your like and all everyone that is in that form of income, they don't qualify for the the employment cycle. Um, they don't they don't hit those numbers. Uh, they're not graded the same, but yet they are a massive amount of our economy. Um, so that's why you're seeing what you're seeing because it, it's not real. Just like uh, some of the numbers that were pushed into last month's job report were numbers from the third quarter of 2022. Like, it's fraud, bro. It's not real. A little lipstick on the pig um, <coughs> propped up for some political capital, undoubtedly. And to Scott's point, a lot of folks not just... Um, hard to peg from an employment standpoint, but a lot of folks underemployed as well. And I think that's something that um, is flying under the radar. Keith has made the argument, until we start seeing some serious pain from a job standpoint, we're going to keep dealing with Jerome Powell over and over again. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, I mean that's just historically, you know, you, everybody thinks, you know, depends on where you're at in your life. Some folks at the moment may be in a recession, right? On it, but until employment starts ratcheting up, and you're not wrong, Scott, right? How, you know, there's lies, lies, and statistics, right? As as far as I go, and how they go ahead and chop them up is is, you know, one open for interpretation. Uh, Mayor of McIntyre agrees with um, Scott. He says that's spot on. Um, Mortgage Morris. Um, regarding unemployment, the government boots people off the unemployment rolls and then shouts unemployment went down. Um, so giving props some Scott there uh, to Scott on what he just said. So if you bought a home in Augusta County the first two months of 2022, it is now up 5%. It's up $13,000, single-family detached. The number of units have dropped, a big number, 42%. So it went from 56 Homes that closed in the first two, these are single family detached, no new construction, the first two months of 2023 and the first two months of 2022 were 97. So it's a 42% jump down, excuse me, a reduction, but you went up 5%. So you bought a home in Augusta County in January of last year, you're up 5%. Buy a home anywhere in this area, it's going up well, in value. It, it, it's just going to my. Three to six to ten percent. You're going to see that number tracking in that range throughout the year. I don't think you're going to see double digit gains. Maybe certain areas might, but I think across the board you're going to be looking at that kind. Um, of Kelsey Klein on the feed for Scott Morris. Um, does he expect rates to get higher than where they are now in the short term? In the short term. Uh like I've said, I, I think we, we're trading inside of. Uh, uh, we are near the ceiling, um, and but we've and we've we've kind of been in this. We get some good news, things get dramatically better. We get the same news we've been getting, and things get uh, back to to where they are. Um, I don't, you know, 
I'd love to call this like a technical ceiling, um, but it, it wouldn't take a lot. Um, I think a combination of the next Fed meeting rate hike and still continued uh, sticky inflation, and we could go up a little bit higher. Um, but I, the, I, I just I don't think the market wants it. I don't think investors want it. Um, I, the appetite there overall just does not appear to be there. Um, Everyone wants to move in the other direction. They just want the news to do it with. So week over week, we're kind of flat with new mm -hmm. units coming on. We're substantially up on pendings. And we're at 6 or 7%, depending on your credit score. We go down to 5 or sub 5. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I keep on throwing this question out. Well, I think that's what – and – and can sustain that. If we if we go down and we are in a sustainable level, I think that gives people the comfort of knowing that they can list their home and not watch the market move a full percentage point from the time that they put it on market to the time that so they're trying to buy something else. So you think that will actually else. help listings? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I think I know. I think we go certainly go through a period where you people think otherwise. It's just I just. I just think the pool of buyers is so deep. We've got to get inventory to, to go up so high. I'm not so sure that it'll need, help. I think you need more stability in order to get there. If I if if I were making the decision from a want not versus a need, I would I would want to know that when I do this, I have a good idea of what it's going to look like on the other side and not not exposing myself to more risk. And I think the more that you can stabilize uh, rates and less volatility, the more likely you are to get more inventory. We've known each other a very long time. And I have to tell you, every time I sit here on a Wednesday, I walk away with a little bit of knowledge. So thank you. Thank you. Me too. I mean, walk away a little bit smarter. Most of the people that know me know that it doesn't take that much for me to get a little bit smarter. But. Johnny Ornalis shared the show. He loves the uh, commentary, hey, the John. conversation. Woody Fitchum, your thoughts on this? Um, Fitchum and Associates watching the show. Um, KTP, Katie Pearl, what do you think on this? Uh, Jump in on the feed. Let on, us know. On Wood, a question for Woody. I've been meaning to ask him that the last 48 hours. Uh, I'm trying to understand why appraisers are calling me to ask me about valuation. I love his opinion on that. Oh, I mean, because it's moving so quickly. Yeah. I know why I call them. I call them to complain about valuation. I'm kidding. I figure it's that's <laughs> it's not. moving so well, quickly. Well, no. So, one, so, uh, uh, lenders aren't supposed to contact appraisers. I was, it's a joke. <laughs> He's joking. He's we joking. want to quantify that. He's that joking. was a joke. We got it. We have he to does go. not do that. We have... We have to emphasize jokes on the show from time to time, evidently. Mainly because mine sucks. He's joking. No, that's not why. That's not why. He's well, joking. they're dad jokes. Sometimes you've got to explain dad joke. But, but you're on point, though, because the question is, to me, I, was, I had three appraisers on three different properties that they were looking at in our region. And the question was, is why did the agent, how, how come the agent got the listing price so wrong? How come we're so high over? Well, you're starting to see, to your point, you're starting to see on, on the interwebs, um, people saying the strategy is list low and then get multiple bidders and drive think, the price. I don't price. think that's what it is. I don't actually. think that's it at all. No. I think the market's moving that fast. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and, and the mentality of, of agents 
or the way certain agents were taught, you look back 60 days, 90 days, 120 days. You got to look back two weeks. You got to right. look back three weeks. The market is moving that fast. So if I'm putting a piece of uh, property on the market and I'm looking at zero to six months, my numbers are going to be off. I got to look at what's happening. And then the problem is, which is why I got the phone call, we've got no comps in the last two weeks or three weeks. You know, what is going on in the market? I mean, I think that's a great description of what's happening. Yep, that's pretty much I, it. I ask this question often. Scott and Keith, is this the most difficult time for a first-time home buyer? Not yet. Wow. Well, <laughs> so, so, so... That was so, ominous right there. Well, well I not mean, yet. What, what I mean by that is this. Um, do you think that 5% lower would make it harder? I think that... We, well, or do you mean not yet because rates are about to go up higher? No, I think it's a combination. All right, so... You're getting hit on both sides here today. Sure, but... He likes it. The questions. I think that if, if rates were to start... The, as when rates start to fall and we're still trapped in this inventory problem, I think we will go through another period being that we're already dipping our toes into appraisal waivers and home inspections and, and, and waived and all of these things. I don't think we're tipping our toes. That, I think we took a dive into the pool, brother. Shush. Uh, <laughs> that because it de- it depends. It, it's about the property. It's about the property. If if yeah, you're yeah. on the super clean, like yeah, if yeah. you like it, everybody likes it. Property, then yes, you are in that thirty offer situation and, and and back to all these things. But I think there's definitely some distressed uh, deferred maintenance properties that uh, the, a first time home buyer can go in and get a deal on and 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 you know maybe look at a renovation loan and do some things that and that everybody's really check expectations all the boxes. of where is going to start changing. But as far as to the original question, is this the most difficult time in, 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 in saying not yet? I think that if we were to see a decline, when, when we start to see a decline in rates, um, we will go through a period where, especially if it's the right time of year, where and with a, 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 a compressed amount of inventory, that uh, it will be, it could be more difficult. But the bottom line is, if you are somebody who you know, as a first-time home buyer who who can who can make a uh, well-thought-out decision, and you're not looking to buy the perfect property, you're looking to buy a property that you can make perfect and then sell for some equity down the road. I think there's still a lot of opportunity out there. So it may be the most difficult time, but I'm more excited now about real estate than I have been in decades. And it's because of the conversation, I swear to God, it's because of the conversations I'm having with the buyers. And they, they are, they've gotten to the point that... They're realistic. They're realistic. They trust what you say to them. Yeah. Right? They listen to Stay their... Stay out trust. of your way. No, but they come along with us, but they listen to their trusted advisors. And they, they put the phone I'm holding in my hand down. I've been saying this for years. And then they, they, they may use this on Realtor.com to find whatever they're looking for. But now tell me how to do this. And I love it because we get to coach buyers, what we're going to do on the 22nd, coach buyers through the process. We set expectations. We're going to go through this a couple of times, guys, before we get there. Right? But we'll get there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm hearing back from the buyers. You know, I'm so glad I'm part of your team. You know, so far, they're talking about Yona, actually. But so part of the team on that end of it. So I'm excited because people want to seek advice. And that's kind of where I, where I love being. Do you, this question's coming from the feed here. And this is a good one. This is from um, 
Kyle, who I would imagine has four, maybe five investment properties locally. He asks um, for Scott specifically what he's seeing across his desk from investor activity. Uh, depends on the location. Six uh, properties, he says. Uh, a lot of activity in uh, in in the Richmond area because uh, there's a, I think there's a lot more uh, in the you know Petersburg, some surrounding areas that uh, uh, support a a better entry point. Uh, price-wise for investors there than than here. I think with uh, in the Charlottesville area, it's the the price is challenging. At least personally, from what I've seen, not that there's no. It's not that nothing exists. It's just that it's harder to find something to make work. Well, the ROI needs to flush out, right? Yeah. The return on investment needs to flush out. When you're over a certain dollar amount, it's just pretty. You, you just your dollar amount versus your rent just isn't going to work on that end of it. Where you're at a more more affordable price point. It, it, fl- it, it flushes out. Still 20% down? Or? Yes. Okay. Um, 203K loans getting difficult to qualify for? That question's on the feed. You want to touch that one? Difficult to qualify for? Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's not an issue. Um, uh, really just finding – that's really finding, you know, and I highly recommend them um, to the realtors uh, that I work with and borrowers. I've got a team of people from – HUD consultants to contractors who who get it and can get in, walk in the door together. That way everybody has – we meet our expectations on the first visit about what this is going to cost and how long it's going to take and who's – you know, how we're all getting paid. It puts in place a plan that can get someone in a home that – would probably have a more difficult time buying that same home once completed if they were trying to buy it right at, you know, from the start as opposed to going in and finding something uh, that has a little deferred maintenance, that is a little distressed, but has a good plan to get it, to turn it into what they want it to be. You're going to see a, a pretty substantial growth, I think, in two or three Ks here coming forward. Why is that? Well, it's to, to the point that Scott said, you know, What's going to happen is buyer pulls in it. We're, 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 we're definitely in the spring market. We've been in the spring market for quite some time, a.k.a. whatever one might define as that. Buyers are coming in. The inventory is not picking up. To Scott's point, we're going to start looking outside of where we originally wanted to be, and the features and conditions might change, and that's when T203 comes in and say, okay, guys, we maybe not be at the right location. It's close. We hit the right price. We've got to work on the features and conditions. Scott's got this program that we can use with the right that has the connections and the right people that we can go ahead and do this and make a couple of repairs, and then you end up with um, increased value on the property. The trick is just to make sure you don't overbuild for the market, you know, going forward. That's that's the tricky part of that. But we have team members to help you. You with have uh, RG Roger Crawford on the show, and he says, "Are the cash investors?" Or excuse me, the cash buyers, cash buyers, not investors. Are they back? And how do you quantify their their force? Interesting question. Who wants to touch that? I don't see cash buyers. Keith. So we have cash buyers and lost to finance deals because the cash buyer did not want to go up to a certain dollar amount. Um, did not want to waive a few contingencies, and we lost to finance deals. We had actually two of them over the weekend. Um, we reset expectations. We're going to go back at it again. Uh, 
but uh, we lost we lost the finance deals, two of them. That that's a that's not a normal occurrence on that end of it. Usually cash is king, and usually you can negotiate a little bit better. But um, it was about the other terms, and they went a, went way over asking than than our buyers were prepared to do it. Um, friends asking for the routine Lake of uh, Lake Monticello update from Keith Smith. How about a little uh, holler at Dan Pettit watching the program? Oh, over is there? that Dan? Dan asking for that? Yeah. So we can do that. If you give me a minute, I've 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 gotten smart and actually saved searches so I can smart get smart man. To, so get I use this easier. as a benchmark when I'm talking to people to to describe what inventory is like. Um, and I believe if we're looking at uh, comparison to last week, there were nine properties, and of those nine, there were really uh, some of those were a hundred days plus, meaning that they had some either serious price or serious condition issues. So in reality, it came down to there's like five properties on market. Yeah. So 4,300 rooftops and five properties. And I, we got a little drum roll for, uh, for what we are this week. Are you that close? Um, we're at 11. Okay. But, but I have not looked at them to factor out the ones that are really not on the market. Right? To you your, got one on uh, Ponderosa Lane. Is it Ponderosa? Yeah, so so if you fact if you you factor That's out waterfront, woo, it's nice. So there's it's very interesting. There's two of the eleven that are over triple digits, so that's clearly something's not right there. Everything else is in the set, triple digit days on market. Uh, everything else is three. I mean, the median is the medium days on market right now is three days. Interesting. So basically, I think you're right. You're about somewhere around nine if you take out those okay. two. Uh, there's 30 pending. Nine on the market, 30 pending. I'm not smart enough to do that percentage ratio in my head, but that's that's, that's pr- slim pickings. Slim pickings. Slim pickings right there. Medians, the median uh, contract pending price is 349. Five days on market. Is this the slimmest inventory you've seen in your uh, neighborhood? Oh yeah, I mean uh, since uh, the pa- since the pandemic. Yeah, I was like, we, we, since we the pandemic, through, we went through. We've been we've been five. hovering. Yeah, yeah, yeah We've yeah, been yeah. hovering this this number for a while. I, as I said earlier on an early show, I looked at a two, 2017 presentation I gave to Fulvana County in November 2017. There was 57 yeah, homes on the I think the 30 used to be the average. 30 to 40, 30 to 40 units. Look, the, 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 the developer, the builder in me, the standard answer usually was, usually um, it's about 1% of the total number, that's kind of like a healthy market of every lot there. That's the case, it's 43, right? If I did the math right, did I take enough zeros out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1% right. of 4,343, 4, yeah. How about for Grace, and love when you watch the program, North Downtown's finest. So how does Keith think the, think the rest of the year will shake out? Yeah, so um, I, think, I think this um, trajectory of, of Buyers coming into the market, regardless of interest rate, unless it gets to that triple di- double digit number, which might have more of a psychological effect, it's just going to keep. They're just coming. Which again, it's not the direction I feel like we're headed. No, no, I, no. I got no. to ask this point. question that we're now applying to. Yeah. So, if the interest rates track as Scott has predicted, um, and he's been pretty accurate, he's been very accurate. Yeah. Um, he the, predicts in the fours by the end of the year. Yeah. So you buyers, stand, you stand by that? 
I stand behind it. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of the right data that I, I feel like is is there, but we're not is. I don't believe is entirely I, the the reporting. I don't believe is legit. You're talking about unemployment. The job, yeah, yeah, unemployment. I don't. But that's, I, that's been that way as long as I've been doing this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but I, it's I, always I, been a little skewed. I think it's a continued a continued manipulation of the number um, is what we're getting, which is you know. Uh, now and the inflation data. Well, the inflation data has been skewed to begin with because it was higher than they ever actually admitted it was. And they're changing definitions and, and so forth. Yeah, and, so forth. and uh, you know, and this everybody you constantly hear. Um, well, most likely uh, a recession is coming, um, and we may already be in one. And we've got the the greatest inverse of the two year tenure that we've ever seen in like you know, it, it's it's. It's mind-boggling how, uh, although consumer spending stayed high in January, but what we're seeing is that we've seen a complete an, an, an annihilation of uh, the U.S. consumer savings and an so how- exponential amount of credit card debt and the largest turnover in auto loans uh, in, in ten starting. years. Yeah. So how are we not sitting here looking at this data and going, "Oh, shift, we're in a uh, we're in a recession already"? Why, you know, why, these are the things that should. These numbers reporting are what should be driving the market in the direction that I know that we're eventually going to get to once reality sets in. Credit card debt, how is that impacting the loans that you're seeing right now? Is it kicking people out? or So it, the people that I see struggle with it. Um, I did take care of me on this. Typically um, <laughs> are, uh, are – are common. What I see the same problems. Um, the borrowers, buyers that I have that were, were, were pre-qualifying, I haven't seen that be an impact to. I think the the people who are probably where the credit card debt is really accruing is people who aren't trying to buy or people who are already in a home. Now, and, and this is something that I that I cannot stress enough. Uh, if you are someone who has gotten into or getting into trouble. It is better to reach out and say, hey, I, I don't necessarily know if I, I want to do a cash out refinance on my house, but I know that i got to do something. What would you, can you take a look at this, and what would you recommend? So you're talking about people that are struggling to pay their mortgage. That's what we're no, talking no, about. No, no, no. I, I, well, I'm saying – talking about I'm debt people, service I'm in saying, general. I'm got saying it. people who, who are starting to accrue credit card debt um, who – and they want to refund. So I think what happens more often than not in uh, just the mentality that goes into it and the, the way that uh, the, what the, monster, the, the, the consumer model that we've built in America is that people will go and get into debt trouble and not reach for a parachute um, quick enough. Quick enough. And then by the time they actually reach out to, to say, hey, I'd like to tap the equity in my house, they already can't refi because they've already buried themselves. Yeah. Um, and well, that's human nature. People, saying, people. And what I'm saying is if you are someone who is out there listening or know somebody and you have that and having that conversation with them, have them say, you know, hey, just have, you know, want, try to get out now before you can't get out. Reach out to a trusted advisor. It's the same thing if you're struggling, if, if you should be struggling to make a uh, mortgage payment. Don't hit that 31st day of being, being late because it goes automatic in the state of Virginia. Raise your hand, 
pull down Keith Smith, uh, real talk with Keith Smith. There's trusted advisors in there. Reach out to somebody. I almost got That's it. That's good. I almost you got it. You did it. No, I was, I was proud of you. I muscled my way through That's it. That's why I smiled. I was proud of you. <laughs> uh, to go ahead and... He's got a website. Uh, got a website. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. A very well-built well, Thank website. You. And maintained Thank and constantly you. growing. Thank you kindly. Did I throw enough No, you great. There You're doing you a great job. But reach out because that that's what ha- that's that's usually what happens, folks. It's human nature. They, you know, I I personally been through it, so I can speak to it on firsthand basis. You think you can fix it, but you can't. Well, we've never gone down this road here, and the question's been posted on the feed um, from Sally Coppinger, and she says, "How does the cash out refinance process work?" There you go. Great question. So the the first step is we're going to take an application. We're going to pull credit. Uh, we're going to ask you for all the same documents we wouldn't have purchased, uh, W-2s, pay stubs, bank statements. Uh, if you're self-employed, taxes, uh, we need to show the same ability to repay as we would through a regular purchase. Uh, an appraisal is ordered, um, and possibly not, depending on how much money we're looking to take out when the last time uh, it was appraised, that we, we could get an, uh, an appraisal waiver. Um, and then it would you know right now we'd close probably inside of 30 days and you would take out uh uh up to 80 percent equity um so that would give you uh depending on what your your situation and payment is uh a reset and and it may help your your actual monthly cash flow if you've got a thousand dollar car payment and uh you're you're another Two or three thousand dollars in credit card bills. That's twenty whatever the heck. Yeah, at X percent. um, It taking all those payments off the board into one lump sum payment that could be you know six hundred dollars higher than your 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 mortgage is now, but save you fourteen hundred dollars a month. It could be it it could really fit the the bill for trying to accomplish what you're trying to get rid of. Good insight. She's got follow up questions for Scott, and you already answered one. Uh, she says, is it the same um, life cycle, and I think by life cycle, I think she means time, um, that a normal loan would take to process? And then the follow-up question she also asks is, does it just restart your mortgage clock to 30 years? Uh, you could you could refinance it 15 years if you qualified for it. Um, and as far as uh, total time, probably the, the appraisal is probably the, the biggest turn there um, if, if that's needed. So I would still say, you know, inside closing from beginning to end, uh, from, the, from the time that you sign uh, initial disclosures to the time that uh, you are, those funds are executed, you're probably... 35 days at the most. And, and, I'm, and I'm, we could probably do it faster than that, but just to give an idea of what your average time would probably be. That's good. That's, that topic is not discussed enough yeah. on the show, is um, the refinance to potentially get some folks out of some uh, debt service issues. And as the Fed continues to, to make, I think, you know, uh, no decision on the Fed's next move on rates is the headline of... Uh, the, the redhead coming across the ticker at the moment. And with that said, that means there's a 25 basis point yeah, increase said, coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't think the market can handle 50, but what that means is that's another that's another uh, inch up in your credit card uh, rate. Um, that, so 
cash out makes all the sense in the world. It could, depending on your situation. I'm not sitting here telling people with 3% mortgages that now's the time to, yeah, yeah. To, to, to take the equity out of your house and do this. But it's probably better than the 11% that your home equity line of credit is going to come in at. And depending on what kind of trouble you're in, if you can get in and this fixes the problem, it's what's best for your situation is what's best for your situation. Reach out. And to- home equity line of credits are at 11 uh, a friend of mine did one at something around 10, two months ago, so I bet they're getting there. So reach out to a trusted advisor, Scott. They'll do the math for you, right? Yeah. And if it makes sense, it makes sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And, uh, or Hey, small banks are giving you 5% on CDs right now. I know, man. A lot of them, too. And you know, One-year CD at a lot of small banks, 5%. When was the last time you seen that? Yeah, uh, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, in my lifetime, maybe never. Well, you're a little older than that. I mean, eighty-five. <laughs> yeah, um, I was four. Five um, percent return. I mean, a lot of folks just parking money in, in a one-year CD, and they're saying, "I don't have the volatility of stocks. I can guarantee five percent return. I don't have to worry about it." And as soon as the Fed does something different. To change that, you pull the money out, put it into the stock market. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I was shocked by that. Yeah. Um, this question's come up every now and again. Is Scott processing a lot of stuff in the jumbo space? Ooh. Um, here and there. Um, Let's like define jumbo first. Jumbo, uh, a million dollars plus typically in this area. Got it. What's the what's the threshold? Is it seven and change? Yeah. But you got to put so much down. Yeah, so yeah. We're, talking, we're looking at a million plus sale, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're buying something at a million, you're putting twenty percent down. You're definitely jumbo. Probably jumbo would be at nine hundred. Uh, what one eighty takes you to what seven twenty? Now, if you're jumbo is what seven thirty something. Seven twenty five. They just increased the loan. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was seven fifty. I think it's seven twenty five, seven thirty. Got it. But, I mean, you guys are the we're pros. Clo- we're cl- yeah. I remember seeing a 750. It moved recently. That's yeah. the only 726, reason. 726, 200. Yeah. yeah. 725. You called it. And so 900 and change, it gets you jumbo. Yeah. So a, a, a million is where it. Now, if you're VA, there is no jumbo. jumbo. Now, it might be called high, you know, high balance, a number of things. But you can still go zero down at those, at those numbers. At that number. That's got to be a pretty Are you doing anything in that price point, Keith? We do. Um, I, I do a fair number of commercial at that price point. Price point but as far as uh, residentials, yeah, we, we, we see it. But our, 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 we just was looking at it. Our average sale last year and so far is, you know, in the low fours, that kind of thing. That's, but that's average. It's taking some high stuff out, low stuff out on it. But, we're, you know, that's pretty much what, the mark, what our region market is. The average sale is somewhere around the four range. Something like that. Does um, two people, some of them you could say are a little bearish. So does Keith really think the inventory is going to pick up as the weather gets warmer? Well, I, I think I'm saying it's not. I've been, I, I, think, I think you're going to see inventory say flat. You know, we, it's not going to, I don't think the inventory is going to pick up enough to make up for the difference of, of what's, what the buyer pulls out there. I mean, just week over week, we were flat, right? We went from 68 units that came on the market last week versus 72. To me, that's pretty flat. But the pendings went from 73 to 96. So as long as those pending ratios start, are accelerated, we're not keeping up pace 
with the in, with the with the with the units that are coming on the market. So the answer is, I think inventory is going to stay pretty flat, plus or minus a few percentage points. Pendings are going to keep on rising. You know, this is me asking a question here. I often get your take on how you think a local economy will fare. You got a perspective you want to share with the viewers and listeners on that? And I'm just talking to small business owners that live locally. So through some, some, some personal – I think we're oversaturated in restaurants. Um, and I think that there is a number – of small businesses who borrowed money through the pandemic period on the projected growth that they saw coming, coming out of the uh, pandemic. And that money got turned, those, those loans came out of deferment in November of last year. And there are a number of people to where their, their staffing problems aren't necessarily based on they can't get anyone in the door as much as they don't want to pay any more labor because their profits, the, the money's not there. Um, and I think you're going to see, I think the first domino um, to really things getting exposed to where we are um, is probably another 90 days away to where we start to see some of these small businesses um, turn over, either um, where they're forced to sell or they're forced to close in order to you know, the, the, the meet their debt service. What do you think, Keith? I'm just looking at what's sold in the first two months over a million bucks. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but 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 if if you can repeat the question, I apologize. I flaked out here for a second. What, I mean, do you feel you feel worried at all about local economy, small business owner? Yeah, so I, I think Scott's right. I think folks that um, maybe weren't staying ahead of the curve is probably going to get impacted on it. But at the end of the day, seems like a lot of people going out to eat. The restaurants I go to, people are there. There's a lot of people going in and out of stores on that end of it. I think... I, I think certain everybody can't be everywhere and there's winners to lose. Uh, well, thank you for saying that. Cause that's what I was thinking. There's going to in every, in every economy and every market shift. Oh, shift. There's winners and losers. There's always is, you know, in 2008 to 2010, I was on the losing side of that equation on that end of it. So there's always winners, winners and losers. It's how you adapt and and move forward with that. I mean, it, dude, it's you know, you look at uh, what do you what do you you know you what do you pay uh, you know your your fifteen dollars for a burger and fries um, at some of these places. There's there's people some more. Yeah, I mean, people are going. You're going to if as if people are being if people are forced to be more conservative. Um, that op- those options are are harder to pull the trigger on. I feel the same, man. Albemarle County, a million and up, no sales the first two months. Nothing is closed. There may be something that? impending. Yeah, I, I I just think those homes are just usually take a little bit longer to. A couple to, in the pipe that I follow are are set to close here. You got one yeah, yeah. listing in Farmington that's yeah, under contract. I'm, you got a couple in Glenmore yeah, that are under contract. That's exactly right. I just switched yeah. it into pending. Um, and they should uh, close next month. But yeah. I've been following that, and yeah. not much activity, man. Not much activity. No. Not much action in well, that space. Unless it's cash or a lateral move or whatever at a million bucks plus at 7%. 
depending on what you're borrowing. It's, it's a pretty large nut, mostly nut, to go ahead and do that. How's the, uh, how, how are your agents doing at YRP? Everybody's doing good. Everybody's, everybody's pumped, you know, but this, you know, this, this is when, I've been saying this all along, this is when the pros show up. We're very fortunate. We've got a bunch of pros. We coach and mentor them up quite, quite well. Um, so they're going to do well, right? It's just, you know, you're going to have to really put your professional hat on. Uh, I, you know, I may get myself into a little trouble by saying this, um, I'm going to be super curious this time next year to see what the agent pool looks like, right? And I, I, got, I got a suspicion we're going to take a bit of a drop in agents. I was just looking at a national number that uh, Inman put out. Um, so last year, there, uh, the average agent sold 2.25 units. Now, that's average. That takes everybody who does quite well and, and so forth and so on. You know, that, that's unsustainable. So I'm really curious to see this time next year if the agent pool changes a little bit. Any uh, updates you want to offer viewers and listeners, Scott Morris? So are we getting to that time of the show? We can anywhere you want, my friend. It's your call to make, though. So, you know, you we need more stability, um, less volatility. And uh, I think that's, what, that's what's going to help solve the inventory problem. Nobody wants to put their house on the market when they don't know what it's going to cost to buy the next one. That's a, you know, if they're forced to or through a, through a, a need, like I'm moving to another state, um, I need to sell my house, I cannot stand this other human I'm living with, we need to move away from each other. Um, we've, got too many, we've had a baby, there's too many humans in, in this building, we need a bigger building. If you've got those decisions, you're going to make the, you're going to pull the trigger no matter what. So do you, we track our buyers and sellers on, you know, what they're, why they're moving and selling. We do it informally on that end of it. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it's a life change, right? Retirement, you know, more kids moving into an area, that kind of thing. Do you track that information at all? Uh, I I keep track of it in my. Do I actually write it down to yeah, track yeah, it? Yeah. I do not. Um, so the back- I, I keep track of uh, leads leads to application, application to pre-approval, pre-approval to contract. That that's those are the things yeah. that I. That I'm just track. real. I mean, because we're about ready to come out. Of, they usually comes out in March and April. NARS stats for the previous twelve months on why they're moving. It's usually a generational, what they call it, a generational report. I think we're going to start seeing. Um, the millennial disease, because that's what we're seeing on, you know, on the street right now, uh, are in the market big time. They're not afraid of 7% mortgages at all. They've, they've generally saved enough cash that they can put enough down payment to make it work on that end of it. Um, so I see buyers just coming into the market increasingly. Um, I don't see the inventory going up. Just, just don't see it. Um, Andre Xavier, the king of tourism and travel locally, he says at Cascadia, his neighborhood in Almaro County in the Pantops area, um, we had three homes for sale and they sold within 30 days at the asking price. One was a single family, main level living, two bedrooms, unfinished space to make a third bedroom, and it sold for $650,000. Yeah. That's a high price, in my opinion, from Andre Xavier. Thank you, well, Andre, for the comment. Just- just need to go back and, and look at, too, when we had Michael Plecker on 
the Monday to talk about that particular area. I believe you have investment property in the pavilions at Pantops, Andre. Um, you got a great spot right there. Those are flying like hotcakes as well. I really want to build like a community of tiny houses that 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 are not Airbnbs. Like you gotta uh, find the dirt. Yeah, yeah. And you'll find out that it's actually more expensive. I actually am part of a national cohort that's looking at that, and and it actually Scott is more expensive to build like a six or eight hundred square foot house than a sixteen hundred square foot house. It's literally because you're still doing the same infrastructure, the same water, the same roads. It's literally not as cost-effective as everybody thinks it is. Michael Plecker. Here's Cascadia and Pantops, and he jumps in the his comment name, section. Name, yeah, he said, did I hear my you name? Go. There you uh, go. There King you of go. Pantops, Michael Plecker, <laughs> we love you. One of the Shenandoah Valley's finest backstops. Uh, gentlemen, uh, 1130, I enjoy when the band is together. Any thoughts on next Wednesday, Scott Morris? What you got planned? Is next Wednesday when we're doing the thing? No, it's not the 22nd. Oh, okay. Next, that Wednesday, would be the 15th, next Wednesday, I'll be walking in on the button because I've got uh, donuts with dad at uh, preschool with, nice. my, with my twins. Um, You're going to feed them sugar. Is that what it is? And leave. <laughs> yeah. Here's some donuts. That's that ever. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so, so welcome to being a grandfather. And I'm out. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, you know, Good luck. shake them up first. It really works much better. Uh, yeah, no. The, the, this those, is the preschool's idea. It's not Scott's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this no. is great. Somebody's not thinking. Um, our I, preschool, which we love, love dearly, dearly, dearly. For the last couple years that our oldest has been in preschool, the day after Halloween often turns into a, a teacher work day. <laughs> the day after Halloween. I like that. That's Literally the day after Halloween. Prior proper planning prevents... Um, it's poor performance. Yeah. yeah. It was smart by them. I respect it. So... Uh, Next week, I don't know. I'll, uh, I've got I've got a couple people who've uh, talked about wanting to come on as guests. I'll be reaching out to them. We'll get Good. that set up. Uh, got uh, a home buyer seminar in Madison um, with Julie Garrett from Rappahannock Realty at the Farm Bureau there this weekend. Um, I've got you got a uh, lot cooking. Got a lot cooking. Uh, I think we can formally uh, say this out loud. Uh, Ross Mortgage uh, is now partnered with. Uh, KW Alliance here in Charlottesville. Um, we are their 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 in-house preferred, so we're uh, that's the update I was getting to to see everybody and form some relationships and kind of put some uh, some some training plans in place and just really really <clears throat> excited uh, to build those relationships. In, any Keller William Alliance agents that are watching or listening, reach out to Scott. He you got problem. some. You he got some problems. Thanks, I appreciate that. Um, we are, uh, uh, let's see, I got, I've got to find some time uh, to get to North Carolina and uh, do some, like, uh, maintenance on the house down there and kick that off for the year. And by maintenance, I mean I can go fishing. Um, <laughs> What's running so what you down? tell your better half? Uh, everything is starting to, like, uh, there's, to there's say, start, yeah. drums starting yeah. to hit, yeah. uh, a bunch of puffers, yeah. uh, sheep's head just have starting we, to show up. Have we been up. invited to go down to a fishing trip yet? Uh, the last time we talked about his beach house, I think you were redoing the floors, I believe. Uh, that, yeah, that's all been done. Yeah. Um, and uh, He's busy, man. He's got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, yeah, but so, we can use the house to go fishing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, uh, 
so that's you know that that's some of the stuff that's going on. Uh, the takeaway for if you're someone who is out there looking to buy or sell a home, please reach out, and I will wherever your location is, we will get you with a team of the right professionals to help you execute a plan to where you are not left uh, wondering what's going on or stressed about the situation. And uh, that that's really what it's all about is having a group of trusted professionals who can help get you through to the end. Um, and you feel confident in the process. Uh, and other than that, just uh, you know, go out, do what, do what's best for you and your family, and you know, we're happy to help. Scott Morris, love it. Don't think I can add much to that. That's great. That was pretty good. Keith know. Smith shows yours. Uh, you know, reach out to, to, to follow off of that or segue off of that. Reach out to trusted advisors. We're all here to help. We're all here to man- help you get through from. Point A to point B, and it's going to be a little bumpy, but hang in with us. We'll get you there. Flecker wants um, an invite to your beach house as well, yeah. and he says he wants some yellow fin. Um, so multiple yeah. people. I've actually still got some in the freezer. He's still got some in the freezer for you, Michael Plecker. Um, Friday show as we close. Uh, just you and I this, oh, this, nice. this Friday. Yeah, I was trying to put together a, a couple of the um, uh, police and fire folks, but we're just trying to get on schedules. It's just not working. So we're just going to have a little fun, little Batman and Robin. Love it. And uh, see what the feed's got to throw at us, and we'll take it from there. Yes, Realty Partners, Keith Smith, he's a realtor. So if you need to buy or sell a house, he is a realtor. Keith Smith, Yes, Realty Partners, Scott Morris of Ross Mortgage, Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller, Real Talk with Keith Smith, presented by Ross Mortgage, online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. I Love Seville Show in 58 minutes. We can't wait to connect with you. Take care. Thank you, gentlemen.